Finances and Heart Issues on this edition of Truth and Love. I'm Dale Johnson, and you're listening to Truth and Love, a podcast of the Association of Certified Biblical Counselors, where we seek to provide biblical solutions for the problems that people face. We are thrilled to have with us today one of our ACBC certified members, Dan Dodds, who's an associate pastor at Woodruff Road Presbyterian PCA Church in Greenville, South Carolina. And Dan, we're so delighted to have you here today to talk with us about this issue of finances. Thank you, Dale. Glad to be here. Well, Dan, we all know that that um, it takes money to live in the world, and sometimes it's it's a really difficult thing uh, for so many folks um, to think about their financial issues. And, and sometimes we have issues that we weren't expecting, maybe not because of mismanagement and all that kind of stuff. And uh, the needs of folks are all around us. What are, as you do counseling, what are some of those major financial issues that you encounter uh, when you're doing biblical counseling? I think I break it down into three basic areas. When I do counseling, uh, when people come in, I usually have one of three major areas. One would be premarital counseling, and that is so the young couple typically is going to want to know how do we plan ahead. And so that would include uh, budgeting and planning that way. So that'd be the first area where I see financial issues arise. The second one would be uh, when you have a couple come to you, typically a couple, married couple, and they're having a lot of financial disagreements. And so uh, the first one, the premarital is more of a proactive and the marital one uh, is gonna be more reactive. And so we'll go into the, uh, the issues there. The third area that I see where people come for help is in crisis management. And I break that down into three basic areas. One is where you have a person who's just come into a, a huge financial loss of some sort, and they are uh, perhaps, you know, they're getting foreclosed on. Uh, they've, uh, they've got themselves in a situation, either intentionally or unintentionally, uh, that has uh, arisen to a point where it's got to be resolved. The second one would be the person that's lost a job. Uh, it's related to the first, but we'll spend some time on how to find a job. And so sometimes people I find are fairly, uh, they're not educated on the best way to find a job. They think it's sending out a resume a day is going to do it. So we'll spend time on how to find a job. And then third would be uh, the, the person, say, for example, the, the street person that comes to your door at the church and says, I need some help. And if you're the, the counselor on call or you're the one that's going to be addressing it, how would you address that? So that's how I'd break those three down. Now, with these financial issues, uh, there are several different reasons as to why we might be in financial trouble, having issues with paying the bills. Maybe it's, uh, as you mentioned, maybe it's that we lost a job, or it, it could be that we're making some poor decisions um, financially. We're, we're spending money for things that we don't have the money to spend it for. And one of the intriguing things that I've heard you talk about is um, finances as being a window to heart issues. Can you talk a little bit about that concept and how we can utilize that in the counseling room? Yeah, I think the general principle is that we often think, uh, well, hear people say, oh, they're having financial problems and that's why their marriage broke up. And that's very typical. I've seen uh, statistics on that, that the main reason that kind of, uh, that couples break up is because they're having financial problems. I'd like to suggest that the, the financial problems are really more symptomatic uh, and so uh, if they are 
a window to the heart, which we would see, for example, in passages such as Matthew 6, where it says, where your treasure is, there is your heart. Well, if that's the case, then we can look at what's happening in the treasure issues and the financial issues and trace those back to what the heart issues are. Uh, but that would be the, the point of it, to say, okay, let's take the financial problem. Instead of saying, oh, well, what you need to do is just get a budget. Uh, we use that as a means to say, okay, the budget's reflecting really values that you have, commitments that you have, principles, biblical or not biblical, thinking about money that needs to be exposed and needs to be examined and, of course, put against Scripture to be evaluated. One of the things you mentioned earlier is premarital counseling, and that's intriguing to me because we think about premarital counseling, we're preparing someone to do these financial issues well. And so along with that, based on what you've just mentioned, there's some heart issues that you're trying to teach them. You're trying to train them as they form and shape a budget, not just looking at um, their revenue and their expenses and trying to lay out what's, a, what's an appropriate way to spend that money. Talk about some of the ways that you help to prepare them and, and concepts that you want them to think through to uh, honor the Lord with the finances that they have. Well, it's kind of interesting is about uh, for premaritals is when you do a budget, and if you do a budget well, uh, it does expose what the priorities are. So, for example, if you say, I want you to fill out this budget, one of the things we'll talk about in the class is the need for, I, I really recommend a 12-month budget, not a one-month budget. Um, a lot of people just say, well, take a year and divide by 12, but I think it's better to do 12 months. Uh, that helps you think through a lot of the details uh, that you'll come up uh, against. So that would include you know, things like birthdays, holidays, vacations that need to be planned for that you might not think about just a one-month budget. So the idea is to generate as much uh, conversation about the details as you can, obviously within a limit. Uh, but once you put down the budget and you have the two of them look at that, uh, it's a way of them seeing what the priorities are. So if he's uh, saying, well, I... Um, I like to go hunting with the guys, and so I have a hunting lease, and it's going to cost this much per month. And you see her eyebrows raise up and say, well, you're going to still do that? Well, just because it's been in the budget, now it's exposed, and it gives you the opportunity to talk about that. Okay, so why is that important to him, and should it be? And so that, that's a great means of generating conversation and to expose issues that wouldn't have shown up until after they were married. So I think that's one of the important things is doing a, a somewhat detailed budget. I know it's intimidating for if you have a counselor who's never done it before, that's a little bit difficult and they might not uh, know where to go with that. In that case, they might want to refer to somebody else, but I think it's a great exercise to do it. I would actually add to it, and one of the things we'll mention is the need not just for an income statement, but also for a balance sheet. And for those who are not familiar with that, the balance sheet is like a snapshot. It's a picture of uh, where you are financially. So that would mean what you own and what you owe. Uh, those need to all be listed out. So there's a sense of, okay, that's, that's where I am. An income statement is more like a, uh, a movie. Uh, and it's the movie that takes place between the two balance sheets. If you have a balance sheet at the beginning of the year and the end of the year, the income statement tells you what happened to get from one to the other. And so having a balance sheet is important. Uh, it will tell you a lot about, I, I think about this, I've got two uh, daughters um, who I suspect, uh, Lord willing, will one day be married. And if a young man comes and says, oh, I want to marry her, uh, one of the things we'll talk about is finances. And I'll want to know not just an income statement, I want to know a balance sheet. Uh, if he has you know, a quarter of a million dollars of debt and he's going to make $50,000 a year, I want to know that. 
uh, that's you know those are those are big issues. I want to know the debt load or the the what his net worth is, just as a means of helping my daughter to understand what she is going to be facing. So again, it's not to say that that's wrong to have that. It's just to say let's get it on the table to talk about it. And so that's again, budget's a great way to to force people to think through a lot of the issues that we'd otherwise look over in a premarital context. Yeah, that's right. And as life happens, life occurs, and we experience uh, good things and sometimes bad things throughout the course of our life, we find ourselves in some of these situations. Now, we've identified some of the primary heart issues that we might want to address as a result of our financial decisions and uh, as a result of the, the financial situation we find ourselves in. So as we think about helping people just in a very practical way, once we see that their heart is tender toward the things of God and they're willing to uh, change their uh, attitudes and actions toward their finances in a, in a means of stewardship as honor unto the Lord, what are some practical ways that you just help them prepare uh, their financial situation and repair their financial situation? Now, of course, it's going to be you know, person dependent. Are they a person who is uh, over their head in debt? Uh, is it a person who is making good money but has not been responsible with it? So each one is going to require somewhat of a customized approach to it. I think there are general biblical principles that are real important to have in mind. Um, again, more than we can get into right now. But when you look at Scripture, there are some priorities that are um, set out that are good to go through with the counselee. So, for example, it would include a name and a reputation is more important than wealth. Contentment is more important than wealth. Humility is more important than wealth. Calm, quietness, and love. Uh, we could go through kingdom of God, the soul over your goods. Uh, don't value your wealth. Uh, other principles that uh, God's kingdom work is more important than the kingdom of men. Uh, some people we should prioritize over others in terms of who we help. So a lot of these are biblical priorities uh, that we need to keep in mind as we go forth uh, and deal with how we're going to deal with our money. So again, if it's a crisis situation, it's to help them get out of the debt. If it's a situation of blessing, then we just help them to know how to structure things so that it's going to best reflect a biblical ethic. So you just mentioned a, a crisis situation, and uh, let's say um, a young man in our, our church has lost his job, and uh, maybe no fault of his own, this is just a situation where they were cutting back, and, and now he, he doesn't have a job, and maybe he's gone several months without a job, and, and um, he's in a, a bad situation. He comes to us for counseling, and certainly we're going to help him with those heart issues, but we also have the resource of the church. What are some of the ways that the church can be involved in, and maybe some of the responsibilities, we would say, of the church to minister to this young man uh, in this situation of crisis? Well, I think that, of course, this can depend on the church and the resources that the church has. Some churches are so stretched they can't really help them financially. Uh, in our situation, we are blessed with a, a balanced budget and the ability to help out uh, some of our folks when they run into these situations. Uh, one of the things, we have a number of principles that we keep in mind, um, some parameters so that uh, we always want to be careful about subsidizing irresponsibility uh, because you get more of what you subsidize. So what we want to do is subsidize uh, responsible uh, behavior that follows that kind of situation. So if it's a situation where it's not his fault, uh, he's lost his job, but he has uh, bills coming due, 
Uh, one of the, we have some principles such as we will not pay for debts. Uh, we will help people with some of the fundamentals of food and clothing and shelter. The debt thing is something that could be worked out. I could do that just because I have some of the, the skill sets on that uh, to, to work with different organizations to help them work out the debt. Uh, but as far as the, uh, the church helping, uh, one of the things that we would have in our church is the deacons would come alongside as well with me, and we would go through a very detailed budget. And then we would work through what are the issues that we can help with and what are the issues that we can't help with and then walk him through that until he's able to find another job. So we would use the means we have to uh, look for work for him, to give him wisdom as he tries to seek out work. And there's a lot of different principles that come into play there. You know, how, how far away should he look and how fast and that all of those are dependent on how big the bills are, how fast they're coming, what, you know, what, uh, uh, savings he has, so you really have to customize it for each each person. But the basic idea is that the deacons would jump in there, and we've had people come to the church in financial crisis, and the deacons will sit down and say, "Okay, we will uh, we require as much accountability as we do, uh, you know, commensurate with the amount of help that we'll give you." So we don't just write a check, uh, but we will write a check if you'll sit down and commit to a biblical. Uh, approach to this, which will include some planning, some budgeting, some cutting. It might require you getting two jobs. And when we see that you are investing in yourself, responding biblically to it, we'll come alongside you financially and help where we can. So it's, it's a balanced approach. You have to be careful about uh, them becoming too dependent on the church. So we limit the amount that will help, uh, but it's going to be, again, on a case-by-case basis. You're listening to Truth and Love, a podcast of ACBC. If you'd like more information on this particular topic of finances and heart issues, Dan Dodds recently gave a breakout session at our annual conference in Dallas, and you can find that on our website. You can also find a collection that we put together for you on finances and biblical counseling on the store page at our website, biblicalcounseling.com.